Inspirado Protracto Inspirado 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 Thank you, my dear Yacht Rock brother, Pauly Shores, for that awesome intro to the program. Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of Inspirato Projecto. You just might be hearing some backstage interviews with Yachtly Crew folks. Um, on the 23rd, we're going to Pala Casino in Pala, California. I think that's, I think it's close to San Diego. So, uh, if you remember, well, at the beginning of last year, 2020, we were going to go on what we call the Bat in the Hatches Tour. Bat in the Hatches Tour. And, uh, and, uh, and so we, that's what we're calling this year's tour. And the dates have been, you know, moved to this, to this year. And, uh, I'm very curious to see how things are going to evolve. So, this, this upcoming episode is going to have an interview with an Uber driver, a very interesting dream that I woke up from, some revelations, some epiphanies, a fun fact from Henry D. Horse, and uh, other unexpected unknown, most likely some uh, voicemails from Man Behind the Machine. He's so good. By the way, if you want to contribute to Inspirato Projecto, if you'd like to contribute your audioscape, please email it to inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. It's spelled the exact same way, all one word, inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. You can also follow me on uh, Instagram. Let's become friends on there, Inspirato Projecto. Uh, we could even become friends on TikTok, Inspirato Projecto. And you can, if you visit me at anchor, uh, anchor.fm slash Inspirato Projecto, you can actually leave a voicemail. You can leave a voicemail right on there, which I can bring right into the episode. Of course, if you email me at inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com, send me your Whatever, whatever sounds that you got out there. Um, tell me your dreams, your UFO sightings, whatever the heck you want. Send it to me. Let's try to keep it family friendly. And you can also call, call the hotline, call the voicemail, 561-203-9179. Leave a message on there. And uh, I'll incorporate that into the episode. So, without further ado, and definitely without further ado, we take you to a new episodic 
of Inspirado Projecto. 9.07 a.m. The 18th. April 18th. I woke from this dream. Brett, Brett Puglisi. He's entered movies into Kapow before. Um, lots of movies. He's very prolific. And he had set up this huge extravaganza. It was like a performance art uh, kind of like now, now, I think, now I'm thinking about it, like a murder mystery thing or like Tony Tina's wedding type of thing but I don't think anybody who was showing up to this thing really knew what they were getting into. And it was taking place at a, at a place that was like a theater. I think it was a theater. There are all these moving pieces. And Everybody who was a part of this had their own their own thing that they were doing. There were there were you know little arguments happening and uh disagreements and then there was you know, some kind of like what are these people over here talking about? This is something secret. And as you walk along, as you walk through, uh, you thought that these people were just there at the the, the at the theater, and. Getting the idea that they people showed up thinking they were they're waiting there until this event. Little do they realize that as they showed up, they're already a part of the event. The event was already going on. And there were certain things that were happening, certain things that would fall on, on cue. Like, I remember something where you go outside and then a piece of the front of the building would... Uh, I say it cracked off, maybe, and then it crashed. And then there are waves. They come shooting out of the ground. 
It's interesting because he just kept resetting it, resetting the whole thing over and over again. So it gave everybody an opportunity to see uh, almost all these different elements. The elements are just so detailed. And if you paid attention, you could see what really was going on. Some people had a grudge about something, and they go over in his back room and you don't realize that they're they're deciding to blow up the place. And then uh, I think like if you followed followed them, you could see them planting. the dynamite uh, on the way on the way there oh yeah there's a detective kind of guy like a Columbo kind of dude asking questions Asking questions going around. And, uh, it sounded really, it was like really, really involved, really, really heavy duty. I mean, all these little pieces, everything had to go and everything had to happen at just the right time. Everybody had to hit their certain cues at certain times. Just like Tony Tina's wedding, there were certain cues, you know, there were certain things that had to be done, but within that there was a lot of improvisation. And people didn't realize until the end that they were actually part of the show itself. That they, you know, while while they were there waiting for the show, these things were going on. And it seemed like all these little side things that just happened to be happening, but you didn't realize, oh, this is, this is the show. This is it. is it so that's all I can remember at the moment it was a wonderful 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 to see all these various groups working together Oh, his dad. His dad was helping. I was. I remember I brought Brett over to his dad and I said, you guys are amazing. What the heck? This is amazing what you're doing here. His dad was, was also helping direct things too. 
We helped build certain things. Yes, Dan. Joe, well, the family. Brett's got, I think, like three other brothers. And, uh, the whole family was working together to make this really cool experience. So cool. And uh, before I fell asleep last night, of course I fell asleep with my, uh, you got my selenite crystal here. Before I fell asleep, I uh, made sure to take two Heritage mushrooms. I had two Heritage mushrooms earlier, I think, and then I think I took one right before I fell asleep. I think I had two Hirataki mushrooms about an hour maybe before I fell asleep and then uh, one right right before I fell asleep hi hi little man I know you're hungry huh I know oh, you gotta let me just tell my you gotta let me document my life here man I hear document Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for more. (laughs) Stay tuned for more. Here's our fun fact. Gone with the Wind is the highest grossing movie of all time when adjusted for inflation. Stay tuned to Inspirato Projecto for more fun facts. It's now 1.42 p.m. I'm supposed to be at my buddy Dave's house at this moment. Uh, Today's his birthday. I can't remember if I said this morning that... uh, we're hanging out today. You're clear, lady. Uh, can't remember if I told you it's his birthday today or not, but we're going to be hanging out, making some TikToks, eating good food. I spent... Um, hey, by the way, did you ever notice that when you put on different shoes that you don't normally wear and they're lighter... You find your you find your feet like rip 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 like just like kick it up. Um, it's quite funny. Like I'm trying to just walk regular. Um, I don't know. Have you ever had this issue where you just don't know if you've actually found your perfect walk? Constantly thinking about, okay, am I? Do I have the right? Do I have good posture? Um, do I need to make such huge steps? I think the thing is, 
mentally in my brain because I'm, you know, I like being around tall people. I've had to just take bigger strides, which doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to be going faster, right? I think it has to do with the power of your core and moving forward. Anyway, I'm wearing these shoes that I designed through Wisefinger. By the way, if you want to check out any of my designs that I created, um, a lot of my art is on these products. My friend Samantha has her photos on things too. But uh, my art is on shoes, t-shirts, shower curtains, Go to Wisefinger Lab, like a laboratory, wisefingerlab.threadless.com. Wisefingerlab.threadless.com. And if you go there, you will see a lot of different art in there. And so I'm wearing my own shoes. It's got a bunch of eyeballs on it. Samantha designed all this stuff. She's, she's just such a whiz at Photoshop. She designed all this stuff, all the pixel ratios, all that razzmatazz. And um, so it's just really cool to, to wear stuff that you've created yourself. And um, these are just very nice shoes. You slip them on. You're just like, you're so light. You're so light on your feet. So uh, I spent probably about, yeah, probably about three hours um, uh, three hours last night working on this drawing. So I, I'm so excited with markers and um, with markers and I drew it on a big pad that my buddy Vince got for me and uh, oh so so good so it felt so good so satisfying. I'm going to be drawing a lot more. I think I'm just going to have to do it. With this, a lot of times with this stuff, it's you just don't, you know, it, 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 it works best if you don't plan for it. Spontaneous, you know? So... Yeah, you just gotta go. You just gotta go for it. That's why it's like, it's that idea of like science projects back in the day when um, when uh, they give you what three weeks or something to do something, six weeks maybe, and then you do it that very last night. 
And I think there, there's magic to that because you're not overanalyzing what it is that you're creating. You're just creating it right then and there. And uh, you're just going with it. You're going with the flow. And then you end up surprising yourself out of that situation. You end up surprising yourself big time. You're going, holy cow. Did I actually... Did I actually just create that thing? It's incredible. It's really, it's really quite intriguing. Hello, sir. Hey. Um, and it's, it's really, it's really a magical thing. So imagine if you could be in that mindset all the time, 100% of the time, moment to moment, just like a little kid. The kid in the sandbox is not analyzing what's going on. They're just enjoying what they're doing. And, um, it's just, it's just marvelous. It's just marvelous when you think about what can be accomplished when you just go for it. So, um, my buddy Dave, Dave Chansky, who is in, he's in Max Neptune and the Menacing Squid. That's a, that's a movie that's on YouTube. You might like that. I don't think I ever talked about that movie. That's a movie I was in. It's a retro sci-fi. I play the character Max Neptune. That was a dream for me to, to uh, fly a rocket ship and to get into fistfights with uh, aliens. And, uh, oh, so, so fun. So fun. It's a retro sci-fi. So it's got that, uh, it looks like it's like 1950s. You know, like back in the day, like when you see old photos um, of how they envisioned the, the like, let's say, back in the 1950s when they envisioned how the year 2000 would be. They imagine all of this, like, really cool bubble. Like, things look kind of, had like a bubble shape to them. There's just such style. Such style. Even, like, the Cadillacs, the, 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 um cars back then had sort of that rocket look to them those really cool fins and um, so yeah Max Neptune and the Menacing Squid and uh, he's also in the movie which I think I told you about two movies that we worked on that are out on uh, iTunes Amazon other places right now the Legend of Fall Creek, and also Black Pumpkin. Those are feature films. Max Neptune and the Menacing Squid is a short film on YouTube, only on YouTube. So yeah, I'm going to hang out with him today. He, he's a big fan of uh, Superman and uh, Elvis so I did a combination of that it was like a Frankenstein monster of those oh this is really cool someone's out here painting on the uh, here I am talking about art and there's someone out here painting on a uh, uh, I'm not sure what those are like they're, they're like these metal boxes you sometimes see on corners and people will paint on them and uh, it just adds such an awesome it just adds inspiration to, uh, to what you're looking at it's just really cool 
interesting. They say in times of uh, when there's like a depression going on or or, uh, or think things not working so well out in the world and people are not feeling good. One of the big things they do is they 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 spend money on entertainment. They spend money on music on on uh, movies and stuff because it it helps uplift them. It helps them you know get into their imagination zone and uh, stop stop thinking a little bit about their issue, their problems, their issues. So it's cool when you see art just randomly out there. But, um, all right, we will talk more later. Bye. Hey, it's Brad Man here. I sent you audio about that story about the Israeli intelligence who said that the aliens had been here and made a contract with us to experiment on humans. Did you encounter this during your meetings? Thank you for another extraordinary question. Extraordinary question, man behind the machine. Uh, so the Galactic Federation, it's interesting. Um, if you look up Valiant Thor, V-A-L-I-A-N-T-T-H-O-R, this is a man who visited during the Eisenhower era. Um... An otherworldly being who talked to our government officials and um, <clears throat> he 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 told them everything they wanted to know about uh, technology and everything and he made them promise that they would you know be be peaceful with it and help out the world well once he started seeing that they were not going to follow through with their end of the bargain. Uh, he left. And jeez, I mean, there, there, there are all kinds of theories. Reptilians um, disguised as various entertainers, reptilians in the government. All kinds of interesting things going on behind the scenes. Um, and then if you look into Tavistock, T-A-V-I-S-T-O-C-K. I think it's C-K. I don't know if it's S-T-O-C-K or S-T-O-K. Tavistock. Um, gosh. Yeah, I mean, it. <laughs> this stuff, man, goes so deep. Uh to make a long story longer, the UFO meetings that I had, that I had attended, they did not go into details about um, the Galactic Federation, per se. However, there was a lot of talk about, like, there was a guy there, gosh, I wish I could remember his name. I wish I could remember his name. He actually gave me a blueprint on how to make UFO. He gave me the actual blueprint. I need to look through my files. I'll find his name. He was connected with a guy named Dr. Dan Barish, B-A-R-I-S-H. Dan Barish worked for Area 51. And um, there's a whole story where that one time this, this alien had 
just jumped onto his chest. He fell, he fell down and it was just sta- just standing on his chest and just going, just downloading all this information into the guy, into his brain about how everything operates. Um, that guy was there. They'd also talk about how in the media they plant little clues. There's this big, there's this big, you know, there, there, there's this thing going around that the powers that be, the controllers, we'll call them the controllers, um, as we've heard about these rich, rich families, they fund both sides of the war. They're not partial to who's going to win. They're, they just want to make their money. So in that sense, that's why politics is just a big game. Um, nation versus nation, class versus class, race versus race. It's all, it's all just a, a funny little game. Uh, politicians versus politicians. Um, because as, as we know, as we continue to stay divided, we... What does it say? United we stand, divided we fall. So that's why so many people are falling, because we're being divided. Uh, it's like there's that phrase that says, if you want to break a pile of sticks, you, 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 you break it one stick at a time. You don't try to take the whole pile and break it. Well, by having all of these little divisions... All of these subcategories and sub subcategories and um, all that razzmatazz. What happens is it's it's akin to breaking each each stick at a time. Um, so if everybody came together, let's say if we had worldwide meditations uh, instead of worldwide protests or riots, if we had. If we had worldwide meditations, ooh, then everybody's connected. There's a there's a vibe that's raising there. There, there's a there's there's a, a um, there's a pure spirit source, pure spirit from source that is flowing through everyone. That's binding everyone together. And when everybody's together, what happens is they start they start questioning the government. Um. So just remember that the government is our civil servants. I know a lot of times it doesn't look that way, but they they work for us. We're paying them. We're we're paying them. But uh, but there are other controllers. There are those who are above above them, telling them what to do, what not to do, what news to give, what news not to give, all all that kinds of stuff. Um. When you have the money to be able to hire the top psychologists uh, that work in every realm, kinesthetic, auditory, visual, and and, you, and then you have hypnotic language that's going on, uh, you can really get a populace to do anything, mass hypnosis. So, to answer your question, they did not talk about the Galactic Federation at those meetings. However, they did talk about the fact that our government definitely 
has been borrowing the alien technology, like Bob Lazar. There's a great documentary about Bob Lazar. He's, you know, he's he's been out and about for a long time. And um, we know that we've we've gotten our we borrow we steal their technology, and so that's why with this UFO disclosure that's going on, that's going to happen. Um, Dr. Stephen Greer, look up Dr. Stephen Greer. He's the guy who invented the CE five Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. Look that up. There's a documentary, Unacknowledged. He also does their documentary. And uh, he is rushing. He is crowdfunding a documentary to get finished within the next two months to give away all of the secret plans. Because as you know, lately, there are a lot more UFO sightings in the news. And they're being nonchalant about it. Uh, so it's interesting because they're, they're going, oh yeah, there are more UFO sightings. But then what they do is they tack on that is they're, they're slowly building up to the idea of like, uh oh, they might be a threat. They're not our kind. You know, we didn't, those are not our ships. Um, and so the idea is that Project Bluebeam, it's been called for many years. And it's funny because we're, we're looking around right now and we're starting to see a lot of this stuff that was previously billed as conspiracy theory now actually coming out as truth. So it, it's, it's quite interesting. Um, so the Project Bluebeam, the whole idea was, <clears throat> that's been going on for decades, is that the U.S. would stage a fake alien invasion our, our own military, using, using crafts uh, built with the technology from the extraterrestrials. And so they would, they would use these crafts, most likely drones, stage a fake alien invasion, and then, uh, and then our people swoop in and, you know, bam, bam, bam. Yeah, we took them down. We're the heroes. And... Uh, it's all basically a distraction, distraction for something else. We don't know what that is. But if, if, if we do start seeing that stuff in the news, um, just know that our, the extraterrestrials are our friends. They're not here to harm us. If they wanted to harm us, they would have done that a very long time ago. They would have obliterated us. So, like, if there are UFOs that can blink in and out of existence, bah, 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 and here, they're go- here they are, and then, and, and now they're gone. Oh, they're here, and now they're gone. Like, we've heard those stories before of... Uh, missile bases where uh, they're about to shoot off missiles and then but the the missiles were stopped in their tracks uh, because UFOs were nearby and they stopped it so if they got that kind of power just imagine they can completely squash us it's like us it's like um, us squashing ants 
So if the extraterrestrials truly were, really wanted to, to fight us, there, there is no technology that we could have that could actually, um, you know, do, do, any, do anything to, to harm them. If you remember the Battle Over Los Angeles, I think they called it Battle of, Over Los Angeles. This was a long time ago. You can look this up in their newspaper articles. You can see all these spotlights shining, this black and white photo, all these spotlights shining on this thing. It was up there. They all thought it was a Japanese um, aircraft. So they were shooting <clears throat> all these missiles, all these bullets, shooting this thing, shooting at it. But all the shrapnel was falling down on the houses and the cars. And the, you, can, you can actually see eyewitness testimonies of these people when they were little kids. Now they're old folks. And some of them have kept little pieces from way back then um, of the shrapnel that fell from the sky. It's really quite interesting. And um, so if we couldn't bring that thing down, what makes us think that we'd be able to bring other of their technology down? So to make a long story longer, (laughs) um, there are going to be some very interesting things going on. June? June or July? What is it? June? June or July? I think that's when that's when this this quote disclosure is supposed to the official disclosure. And um, we'll see what happens. Who knows what the next what the, what the distraction is going to be what the ulterior motive is going to be. I've heard some things, one of which, um, well, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. But uh, there's some distractions. There's some, some distractions. But, uh, gosh, thank you so much for inquiring and asking about this. And uh, I hope you're staying, I hope you're staying uh, very inspired Keep that creativity flowing, man, behind the machine. Keep it flowing. Keep it glowing. Keep it growing. All right, we are going to record our session here with the Uber driver. It's been a while. Is that him? Sometimes you find yourself thinking that someone is uh, an an Uber driver, and uh, sometimes they're not. That's always a tricky situation, isn't it? Get into a car and it's not an Uber. Hello. Hello. How are you? Oh man, beautiful day. I'm going to see my buddy. It's his birthday today. Oh, it's a milestone. He's turning. Yeah, say happy birthday. Oh, I f- for sure I will. For sure. Wow, how are your uh, how are your uh, customers uh, treating you today? Um, not bad. Good, good. Yeah. You know, it's it's really interesting. I I noticed that it's really um, uh, determined by the attitude of the driver if they have good customers or not. I noticed that a lot of these Uber drivers I meet are um, the ones who have a good attitude and grateful and appreciative. 
uh, they, they, they seem to be the ones who are making the most money, you know, and they seem to have a bright, cheerful day. But I've noticed it's the Uber drivers who um, are really trying to chase the money. You know, re- they seem to be the grumpiest. I don't know why that is. Oh. Uh, how, how, so how, how often do you drive? Uh, how many times a, a day or how many times a week? Uh, five days for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes seven days, but that's a sometimes. Right, right. Uh, six days also, like sometimes. Uh-huh. Mostly like a five days. Mostly five days. What do you uh, do? You start uh, Wednesday, early? Wednesday through Sunday. And then, do you, what time do you start? Uh, or is it different each day? Um, no, each. Uh, I start usually around eleven, twelve, because before I wake up. I drink coffee, I enjoy mm-hmm. a little bit. I clean up my car for sure every single day. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and then I start working. If I don't clean my car, I cannot work. That is such a good idea. Wow. Yeah. It's such a good idea. It's around 11, sometimes 10. For example, Tuesday I've been home and I clean up my car. I wash everything, clean up. It's ready for go work. Wednesday morning early, I wake up anytime, drink coffee, take a shower, and start working. Oh, wow. Maybe like 8, 8.30, something like that. Wow. Yeah, but otherwise, 11, 12, something like that. It's interesting. Some of these Uber drivers I met, um, some of them start at like 3 a.m. You know, everyone's got a different schedule as to how they do stuff. Yeah, um, it's been like, uh, I wake up early. And is my car is being clean, ready to go work, and then four o'clock, five o'clock, I start working. Wow! How long? Until eleven, twelve in the morning, uh, and then I go home rest, and then afternoon, like four, five o'clock, I start doing couple more rides. And so, what? in, in addition to Uber, what are some of your favorite hobbies or passions or what do you, what do you like to do? How do you like to spend your time? Um, um, like if I'm not driving Uber? Yeah, do you like to paint or, oh. or uh, play, you know, play oh. basketball or just hang out in the park? No, what do you like to do? I clean up the house, uh, a lot of something to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mostly I clean up the house. I did something at the home. What are, what are some of your what are some of your talents? What are what what are some things that you really like to do? Um, Everything at the home, wash floor, uh, dishes, laundry, my car, my garage, front yard, backyard, grasses, clean up the backyard and front yard, uh, something like that. So would you say that that's your passion, just cleaning up? Yeah, cleaning stuff. Yeah, I like I like cleaning uh, very much. Oh wow! Yeah, that's great. I'm so excited. I want to show someone else this besides my cats. I drew something for my friend. Yeah. And um, yeah, he's a big fan of Elvis and uh-huh. Superman. Yeah. So I I drew that for him last night. Uh huh. And. Uh, I just had a lot of fun doing it. <laughs> That's good. Thank you. That's very good. Um, I love. Um, I used to do painting, uh, like drawing, you know, like that things in my school time. Oh 
yeah, you used to like to draw? Yeah, uh, yeah it's uh, but that's a long time ago. Why, why, uh, why, when was the last, so why, you haven't tried drawing any time recently? Uh, not really, because, like, no time for, like, that thing. Uh-huh. But it's, uh, my high school time, uh -huh. yes, I was doing a lot. A Do lot. Yeah, well, yeah. so, so you, you never have time at home just to, just to start doodling or, or anything like that? Yeah, just, uh, like, clean up the things, because, uh, my wife working night shift, she has two jobs, I have two jobs, so uh, really no time for like that thing. Oh, so you have a wife? Before, yeah. Oh my god. Whoa, that guy's crazy. Oh my god. That guy oh was crazy, god. he wasn't oh even using a turn signal. I was trying to change the line and I see it's up out there. Wow. Wow, that guy is just speeding along. Yeah. So do you have kids too? Kids too. They're oh, both, so you got both. kids? Yeah. Yeah, my, kids can take up a lot of time, over huh? over 23 years old. Oh, wow. And my son is going to be 17, a couple more months. And what do, your, what do your kids like to do? What are some of their uh, hobbies? Oh, um, my daughter loves to do puzzles. What's it called? Puzzle. Puzzle. Possum? Puzzle. Oh, puzzles. Yeah. Oh, oh, cool. Uh, She's studying, she's working, uh, she want to go to law school, she oh. finished uh, CISA. Oh university. wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, next year well, I hope she's going to start uh, go to school, uh, law school, that's her major. Does your, uh, does your son like to draw? Um, not really, no, not at all. It's always interesting to me to, to find out what, uh, you know, what kind of hobbies and talents get passed down to the, to the children. It's always interesting to me to find out, uh, to find out that stuff. Um, different kids, different things. Yeah. Billions of kids, billions of things. Mm-hmm. Nobody is like the same. Do you, do you play any instruments? No, not at all. No. Um... So you like to clean up around the house? Are you also like a uh, like? Are you also a craftsman? Do you know how to like build stuff and yeah, put stuff together? Yeah, I can build a lot of things. Oh really? Yeah. So there um, you go. That's your artistic. That's your talent right there. Building things. I love it. Yeah. What kind of things have you built? Um, wall. Uh, floor. Different kind of rocks I can put on a floor. Um, uh, cement, any any different kind of cement things, no problem. Yeah, even I can do stuck also. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, um, a lot of things. A oh, lot that's of interesting. Things. Yeah. I remember uh, growing up, my dad used to have a workshop. He had the uh, what is that? The thing that that that, that um, it's like the metal thing that close. You know, you go. Oh, welding. What's it called? Welding. I I think so. Oh, what's that? It, it, well, you put you could put things in that. It, like it closes, and you could put something in there. That's how we would crack open coconuts. We'd uh, 
we'd put it in there, we'd hold the coconut in there, <laughs> and then with a hammer and a, and a screwdriver, you know, you'd crack open the coconuts. Oh. But he was always building stuff in the workshop, and um, um, so I was just thinking about that when you said you, were, you, you, you built stuff. Have you ever built a house? No, uh, not house. I'm not a contractor, but I can I can do. Oh, that's I learned from my grandparent. Oh, okay. My grandfather. So your grandfather, he would, yeah, he would he build was, houses. He was like a contractor guy. Wow. He's been a contractor guy. He built a lot of houses and different things. Really? Yeah. Did he build houses out here or? No, not here. Around background. Where Where are you from? Uh, originally, I born in Armenia. So in Armenia, that's that's where he built houses. Uh, it's not only in Armenia. Oh, it's in Russia too. Oh wow, yeah. that must be really cool. You know, whenever you do, you ever go out to Armenia and visit? Uh, not really. I've been once, 2006. That's been the last time. Do you, do you still have relatives out there? Um, I have relatives, but my close family is all of them here. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Parents, sister with her family. And uh, my family. Oh wow! That's, that's my closest family. It must have been yeah. really cool out there driving around in Armenia and going, "Oh, Grandpa built that house. Oh, he built that house. Oh, Grandpa built that house." That must have been pretty cool. Um, no, I, I don't even want to go oh, another you... time. Oh, oh, gotcha. So what, what, um, what inspired you to move here? Uh, I came here in 1995. That's over 25 years. Mm -hmm. I moved out here in 2000. 2000 from where? Uh, Chicago, Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. And uh, I just really liked that uh, there was an ocean, there were mountains, uh -huh. and it was basically summer all year round. <laughs> <laughs> Those were some big, big reasons for uh, me moving out here. Three, 365 days summer. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Just a little bit cold and a little bit hot. That's right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> Like, I was surprised today to see that it was 80 degrees outside, but you know... 89 you, right now. I mean, that's yeah. crazy. And then, like, the day before, it could be 60 degrees out. And you're going, what the heck? What's happening here? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, possible. Like, after two days, can be like... Uh, can be like 65 or 60. Oh, my gosh. I always try to carry a, a shirt or, a, or a, a thin jacket with me, just in case. Uh, just in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah you do also. it too. Yeah. Yeah, and... Um, um, sometimes a uh, little bit late evening. Yeah. And I have to. That's my mind. Oh yeah. Do you want to talk to her? No. Later. On. Oh okay. Um, I have to wear the jacket. Yeah, that's what happens to me too. I I get. Jeez, uh, Chicago is just so cold. So I know, cold it's sometimes. It's really cold. <laughs> I got too many customers like, <laughs> from around uh, United States like mostly from everywhere uh-huh I, I did over 18,000 rides so oh my gosh too much customers holy cow yeah You've... from Europe European people Australian South uh, America um, from everywhere mostly like from everywhere in the global Wow. Yeah. So you must really know your way around California at this point. I mean, if you're driving yeah, all over the place. California 25 years. Mostly my job has been driving job. Wow. It's about like 24, 24 and a half years. Oh my gosh. My job mostly, mostly has been driving job. 
Wow. What's the farthest place? How far have you taken an Uber? Uber? Yeah. Santa Barbara. One time. Ventura. Oxnard. I've been two times. Which is kind of far away. Yeah, yeah. That um, is pretty far. Donna Point. Uh, oh, yeah. Is, that's pretty far. That's, that's pretty yeah, far. Um, Newport. Yeah. Um, close by, it's a Huntington Beach, right? Or, oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. It's, it's so beautiful around oh, there. Oh, so it's beautiful. A, yeah. The ocean think, breeze. Yeah. Oh, so oh so fresh, so um, so crispy. Riverside, uh, San Bernardino, Palm Springs, Lancaster. Oh, boy. Is, it's about oh, like boy. 65 miles. Palm Springs. Oh, my God. That's far. Lancaster. Yeah, I've been Palm Springs. Yeah. What the I, heck? I, that's far. I pick up from Westwood. The guy, it's, uh, he he's working at the dealership he's transporting cars uh, he brought the car from their expensive car from there to here and uh, I, I I take him uh, Palm Springs back to home oh my gosh yeah. holy even cow he says even he, is, he drove from Palm Springs to uh, close by San Jose or San Francisco and from there back to Palm Springs again wow that's incredible. So with all that driving, have you ever seen <clears throat> anything strange in the sky? Have you ever seen any UFOs or anything? No, never. Really? I always hear that in those places where, you know, where you can really get a good clear view of the sky, sometimes you see them up there. No, never. Huh. Yeah. What are, what are your thoughts about UFOs? Do you, do you think that there are extraterrestrials out there? Oh, I never seen in my life, then I'm not believing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If I see him one time, I will start believe. Mm -hmm. But I never seen. I'm not believing. <laughs> I'm not believe TV. Yeah. I don't know what's, what they say. Uh, I'm not believing. What if, I never seen in my life. What if a good friend the, of yours? Even this, this TV. This is a TV also. Right, right. I'm not believing. Right, right. There is Instagram or Google or news channel are. I'm not believing. That's you know what? That's a really good. I really like that attitude because. I don't watch the news either because no, you know I, I never I, I, I hate it. They're always trying to they're always trying to divide us, right? Yeah. Always trying to get us crazy and go you know, get you scared and freaked out and yeah, that that's that's so interesting. Because you know, it's interesting because just like what you said, I, I was telling someone the other day that all that we really Oh yeah, that way actually. He's down yeah. that way. Um, all that we actually know is what we personally have seen with ourselves, you know, or, or heard, and, and what's happening right here, you know, right, our, our own experiences, and what's right here in front of us. That's yeah. all we actually truly know. Yeah, huh? that's, 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 uh, that's a trust, and, um, and if I see, that's, uh, that's I seen, and that's it, that's mm. already I see. Right. But uh, TV, it's... Uh, <laughs> It's it's quite interesting, and and with this, you know, with these days, with all the technology, how they can, you know, they could put uh, Tom Cruise's face on your face, and it's like, oh, Tom Cruise, the Uber driver, you know, and and they could they could actually make your face look just like Tom Cruise and everything, and um, so it's it's tricky, it's tricky to even trust much of what's going on out there, huh? I don't know, I have no <laughs> idea. So what are some of your favorite places to travel? 
when you drive? What 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 uh, what areas have you seen where that you go? Oh, oh I really Newport, like this Newport and um, and um, Huntington. Huntington. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's amazing around there. It's super beautiful. Wow, super beautiful. Do you ever go out to the beach? You ever go swimming with your kids? Um, um, they are they are already already like a little bit older. Uh huh. They don't wanna go with us. Um, uh, anywhere oh some sometimes someplace mm-hmm. but not all the time because they want to be with their friends yeah yeah so I, I cannot say anything just right I remember my time when I've been day age mm-hmm. and I was I was hanging out with my friends mm-hmm. so I cannot say anything yeah. They want to enjoy, so... That makes sense. Why not? Yeah. But you... Do you, do you ever go out to the beach with your wife? Um, yeah. Yeah? We, we're going, not all the time, but we are going, yeah. Oh, that's great. Do you, yeah. do you go swimming, too? Do you like the... Not swimming, no. no I, swimming? I cannot swim. Oh, you can't swim? No, I cannot swim. Just a little bit. Like, uh, very slow from here to stop sign line. Mm-hmm. It's not much. Um, I, I got scared my when I was a kid. Uh-huh. So I got Ooh, scared. Oh, what happened? Were you bitten by a, a, a no, fish? No, I just got scared from the cold water. Oh, yeah. And that's why I don't learn swimming. Yeah, that'll do it. You know, at those early ages, when things like that happen yeah. at an early age, it's like a stamp. Yeah. Stamps in your brain, and then you, yeah. you think and, about and that. And all the time I got scared. Like, I was going cold water, like I cannot breathe. Oh gosh! So that's oh, why gosh. that's why uh, I, I couldn't learn uh, swimming, which is I love it. I wish I I, I can swim, like it's very fun. Mm-hmm. But I cannot swim. Do you ever just sit on the the even just sit down in the water like right near the uh, right near the beach? Just a little bit, like yeah, I, in a, yeah. It's a little bit. I can go, no problem, uh, but not not far and not swim. Like I cannot swim. I remember when I first moved out here, I was going to the, to Santa Monica and swimming all the time because you know you can't you really can't do yeah. do that in Chicago. Um, it's very much. it's yeah the lake it's over there it's um, I don't know about the summertime but it's uh, the winter is cold for sure. Mm-hmm. But the winter you can see here someone swimming also, like some drunk guy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> some drunk guy. Possible, right? Yeah. You, oh, you yeah. Know, you can see for sure. If you go all the time, you can see the winter time someone swimming. Oh yeah, it's, those surfers! I'll tell you, the surfers are crazy. I've seen many times. Oh my gosh! Too many times. I went yeah. to the beach one time, and there was a guy swimming in a full suit. He had a, a he had a full suit on. Uh, he had the pants. He had the jacket. He had a, a dress shirt on and a tie. This guy looked like an FBI agent who just had enough. He's like, I'm going swimming. I don't care. And he was just swimming around in his three-piece suit. Possibly in that, if the FBI guy, maybe that day, he got amazing, like, uh, case. Yeah. And uh, he win the case. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was very, yeah, he was celebrating, right? He was, yeah, he was so happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> oh, man, maybe he had a couple of shots of whiskey, and he's like, I'm going in there. We got to celebrate. We got to celebrate. Yeah. That's great. So what do, you, what do you and your wife like to do to relax? What kind of, do you guys ever go walking or go to the park or what? Uh, not park for sure. If, if, if she home... 
or I'm home. Uh-huh. Might be we gonna drink a little bit. Oh yeah. What's yeah. your favorite drink? What, what do you like to drink the best? Uh, the, I like cognac and whiskey. Oh wow. I do not drink uh, vodka. Um, champagne is not bad also. I can drink champagne also. Mm-hmm. I don't like wine because I feel like after wine I, I feel different. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's why I cannot drink wine. But uh, if if there is a table only wine, I will drink. <laughs> yeah, like if you're at a wedding or yeah, something. Yeah, it's uh, no problem for drinking. Yeah, no smoking, no drink, uh, dragging, something like that. Just a cigarette smoke. Oh my gosh, I have not been out in this area in a long time. I can't believe they knocked down all these these buildings out here. This yeah. is crazy. Too oh my gosh. Yeah, too many places. Oh my gosh, they're probably going to build apartment complexes there. They, yeah, they keep after, doing that all the time, huh? Maximum after one year, you will see beautiful, two beautiful buildings. There. Oh, yeah. man. This is crazy. This is so weird. And it's and it's so strange to see places like this because then I try to remember what it used to look like. I try to remember in my brain, like, okay, what used to be here? Oh, uh, you can forget, like, very fast. Yeah. Because new is coming out and uh, you, you start looking... Uh, Oh yeah, this is going to be the building right here. Yeah, no problem. This is perfect. Thank you so much for the wonderful conversation, for the safe trip. Yeah, no this problem. This is great, Thanks. man. Have a good rest of the day. Oh yeah, man. Thank it you so much. It was very nice talking to you. It was great talking to you too. Thanks. See ya. See ya. All right. What a nice. What a nice fella, huh? What a nice fella. Thank you so much for listening to Inspirato Projecto. If you would like to add your two cents to the variety show, please call the hotline voicemail at 561-203-9179 or if you prefer, you can email me your audio, inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. If you'd like to be my friend on Instagram, inspiratoprojecto. If you'd like to be my friend on TikTok, that's inspiratoprojecto. Um, that about sums it up. Thank you so much. And uh, now some parting words from... Stu Strauss, one of the woodsmen of Twin Peaks, Season 3. Take care. This is Stu Strauss, the woodsman, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto.